All right, so uh, we're entering episode seven. This is going to be a special episode. I don't know if people tend to Google like I do, but I like to Google Florida man quite a bit and see what they're up to. Um, Hey, this episode with my favorite Florida man, it's going to be sponsored by Townsend Spice and Supply. And, you know, they're based out of Melbourne, Arkansas. They've got a seasoning for anything you want to season for all seasons, actually, Aaron. And and every bit of it can be found at TownsendSpiceAndSupply.com. And if you go on there and you type in my name, or just Wilson, I say, uh, you'll see all of my seasonings that are on there, and they're available. And as far as I know, they're some of the best in the world. With that being said, a guy that that knows how to cook a little something himself, and he damn sure knows how to cook up a story, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rodney, by God, Rogers. <laughs> Rodney. Well, hello, gentlemen. Welcome, my friend. Oh, man, it's great to be here. Hey, let's uh, start this off with a little introduction. Tell us tell us a little about yourself here, Rodney. What's so, your history? Uh, so I am uh, what I would say the connoisseur of uh, furry species of the world. I uh, grew up. Um, you know what? I, I often tell people ask me if I grew up poor, and I go, I don't think I did. I, I think I, I, I grew up uh just like everybody else did. And to eat things was awesome. Uh, the minute I found out that I could eat wild animals, it was uh, it kind of opened a whole door for me. So I grew up hunting, fishing, you know, the whole package. And uh, pretty much, my gosh, it never stopped. Did you grow uh, up in I, Florida? I grew up in Florida. You know, the funny thing is everybody says I got a southern accent. I don't hear it. But uh, everybody says I do. And I was born in Dayton, Ohio, of all places. Okay. I think that's the same place as, like, uh, David Allen Coe. Right. (laughs) Joe would know. I think think David Allen Coe did. Are you serious? You know what? I would take that. Well, one of the worst David Allen Coe songs of all time is called Ohio Boy. And if you've never heard Ohio Boy... It's a it's a strong song to listen to, and he'll tell you where he's from, and it's Ohio <laughs> about fifty seven times, and it's it's god awful. But that's enough about David Allen Coe. So, anyways, Rodney Rogers <laughs> grew up eating varmint. And, I grew up eating varmint, and at it, some point you moved into reptile. So you know what? In Florida, you you kind of have to move into reptile. So. Um, we grew up, and I killed my first rabbit. Here's here's a story I often tell. I killed my first rabbit. And, I, you know, growing boy, rode the bicycle 100 miles a day. A little disappointed when I killed my first rabbit because I had to share it with my sisters and my mom and my dad. And uh, it, ain't, it wasn't like you could walk in our refrigerator and just grab food to eat. Because um, my dad bought meat on the way home every day. So when he told me, you know, hey, Rodney, uh, it's just you and I eating this rabbit. Your sister don't like it. Your mom won't touch it. And I went, wait a minute. <laughs> you mean you and I get this all by ourselves? And he was like, yep. Well, there wasn't a rabbit within 27 miles of my house. I mean, I, I, I had a little recurve bow. And I I mean, I bet I harvested 
14 rabbits a week. We call uh, it kill on this on this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. We, a lot of the stuff that I know me and you have done in the past, it's been politically correct, and we have to say correct, yeah. harvest. Yeah, especially Joe. You know <laughs> but in real life, we actually <laughs> took the life of a rabbit. Yeah. Tore yeah. off the biodegradable wrapper that it came in. <laughs> And uh, do you remember cleaning? Aaron, this is why I love this guy. Do you <laughs> do you remember cleaning that rabbit? I do. At Joe, I remember everything about that first rabbit. So my the funny thing is, my first rabbit. I remember cleaning it with a real dull old timer pocket knife, and inside of a rabbit for the the non rabbit cleaners who are listening is at least forty feet. <laughs> Of rabbit guts that have a turd yes. about every three quarters of an inch. <laughs> I mean, yeah. when you when you see, I'm, I was gonna gag a little bit because when you get a little deep inside that rabbit and you pull out this pearl necklace of rabbit turds, <laughs> it's a lot different than a number two at Big Mac, you know, Big Mac or whatever like that. It's yeah. it's the real. You've made a commitment. That you've went this far, so that some bitch is going to taste good. <laughs> what was your experience, Rodney? Oh my god, I don't know if I can beat that. Well, actually. I'm sure That's, you can. Uh, that is absolute. So when I what so when I snuck on this rabbit, the only shot I had was you know just shooting him straight down, and I shot him like straight down in the nose, and he like walked around my arrow because I stuck it in the ground too, and. Now I had this rabbit that I had to, I didn't know what to do, Joe. Heck, I was, I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know how to, what my next step was. I knew I stopped the rabbit. Not to me, that was as just exciting as it could get. So I get home. Now I didn't even have a pocket knife at 10. I wasn't allowed to carry my pocket knife by myself. So I did the old, remember how you used to skin catfish? Oh yeah. With pliers. <laughs> did, did you did you hammer it to the fence post with a nail? And... Exactly. We already had a catfish nail on the post. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> you know, you know how soft and easy that fur tears. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So the, it, and with pliers, it's just it's a dream, man. You just peel that all the way down to the uh, you know little white tail. So, and that's that's exactly right. That 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 seven miles of guts with a little turd pellets in there was exactly have you ever seen it Aaron? i haven't seen it but it explains their turds yeah it explains <laughs> I mean, their t- i was just telling some people a couple weeks ago that all the stuff i learned from rabbits not only did i go out and hunt rabbits to kill them when i was a kid but we raised rabbits yeah and uh yeah there's somewhere in my mother's closet there's still a few trophies from rabbit showmanship i learned how to show the rabbit Oh man! And this isn't with a cane or a shock stick or anything like that. You actually, there was a technique, and I, I'm pretty sure, like right now, if I went in front of the four Hers, I could throw down on some rabbit showmanship. You still got it. But when I was like, hmm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go nine or ten. It was big time for me to get off from school and walk inside the little old barn there that had the rabbit cages. And throw the old buck rabbit in with the doe rabbit (laughs) and watch them wrestle. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I, I'm pretty sure my girlfriend, first girlfriend, still has bite marks on the back of her neck. <laughs> <laughs> from the lesson, <laughs> from the lesson I learned from them rabbits. Have you ever seen this, Aaron? Uh, yeah, I have. I've seen so the video they, of it. So they jump on there, they grab a big mouthful of fur, they jerk that fur out of the old neck, and then he grabs him another piece to bite onto. Sucker gives it hell for, I don't know, three seconds. Yeah. And at least. Rodney, you, do you know the sound that the buck rabbit makes? It, it's a high pitched squeak. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and, yeah. and he'll he'll pass out oh, with its back on the cage, over, yeah. yeah, belly up, yeah, and then it'll jump up. He's ready to go again. So I did all of that. <laughs> that was your afternoon activity. <laughs> it, it really was. Matter of fact, I bet you old Don's getting horny in there. <laughs> that dog fashion ain't got nothing on a rabbit. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> so, so, well, well hey, I'm kind of getting kind of stimulated over here. I <laughs> well, it's easy to do. Uh, so Rodney has made a career facilities, right? Facilities at big old amusement park. Yes, I uh, I uh, I'm a project manager at a at Universal Studios. Exactly right. That's what you're currently doing. That's what I'm currently doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Uh, so we work on. You know, I work on the rides, the construction. Okay. Uh, I'm one of their main construction guys on my side in my department. We only have uh, nine people in my department. Okay. So we, um, uh, it, you know, I've been in construction all my life. So. Uh, when I got this position, they're like, you're the guy. You're the construction guy. How often do you have know. to grease a roller coaster? Uh, the, every single night. The track is not greased at all, believe it or not. There's not a drop of grease on the whole track. What about a dinosaur? Just, How often do you got to grease uh, a dinosaur? dinosaur. <laughs> so all the Where's dinosaurs. Where's the grease spigot? <laughs> it's all a- the animal electronics. <laughs> they all are automatically uh, oiled on a system. These, uh, Joe, these systems are insane. We pulled the, uh, we, we took the skin off of a triceratops, a full size, actual size triceratops. And it, it don't look like the rabbit guts at all. There's, <laughs> there's not a necklace in there. There's not a necklace in there. It, it ain't, it ain't Morris code poopy. It's none of that stuff. Um, you know, and it's automatically oiled and greased and every joint in there and everything has, would you believe that every bolt on every roller coaster that Universal has is, is literally looked at, touched and got a flashlight shining on it every single night, 365 days a year, even during COVID when we were closed. I do okay. not doubt it because well, all it takes yeah. is that one chubby kid to fall off that thing. <laughs> that one. You beat me to it, that <laughs> dog. You beat Every <laughs> time that and the chubby kid knew the bar didn't go over the gut. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah. oh yeah. Sometimes I think these kids just say, "You know what? I'm going to see what happens," <laughs> because you've got a hundred thousand people who rode successfully. The chubby kid. Falls off the ride every day. I mean, you would think the skinny kid is sliding through the bar. No, it's the fat dude who wants to sound like chicken liver hitting the sidewalk. (laughs) And I'm telling you, Aaron, this is a guy I watch. I read the news. It's a habit. There was one recently. A kid fell out. Yeah, he did. And I guarantee you them bolts were tight. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, one oh, and we have the same ride. We have that mm. exact same ride. The one just shoots now, you to the sky and then yep, and drop you. you at seven hundred twenty-seven mm-hmm. Mach nine, and then stop <laughs> right before you hit the ground. Yeah, we, so we got that right. A question that I have, non-ride related, but dinosaur related. How does anybody know what color a dinosaur was and what they sounded like? That the oh, sound the deal. deal gets me. Uh, we have scientists with a uh, hell of imagination. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're the alligator man. How many noises does an alligator make? So they make. Uh, they only make. You know, when they. So I'm going to make a noise, and it's like. They only make that all the way up until they're about two years old. They lose that chirp, that baby chirp, right before they're two years old. And that, and that's usually about two feet long, uh, um, just a little less than two feet. Hmm. And and that's when they, that, that chirp is solely to call them. That the, is it. The mom? Call the mom? The mom. Yeah. That's it. That, it's just the chirp to call their mom and let them know they're in danger. So after that, uh, there's after nothing. That, the females just hiss. The females mm. and the males hiss. They have a s when you get close. Mm. And then the males have a deep bellow, you know, where they, they're, they have, and it's actually, uh, kind of like uh, a bullfrog. It, it's more of a, yeah, vi- it, a vibration, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a vibration. It's a C. If you, in the music world, for those people who are in music, uh, it's a, it's a C note. Mm. Uh, the notes, and, you know, like if you put a trombone out there, um, like I said, Gatorland, and it's actually on YouTube. There's, there's a guy who just put a trombone out there and played that C note and got everybody out there. All the male alligators just, just bellowing, yeah. vibrating in the water. So the answer is because Jurassic Park would have been a lot less intense if there were quiet dinosaurs. T Rexes hissing at you. It'd have been a different show. I mean, if something's chasing you and all it's doing is going, <laughs> giving you a C note. <laughs> yeah, here's a yeah. C note. <laughs> it's yeah. Here's, yeah, uh, everybody, C note, C note. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, frog croaks. Yeah, a lizard just lays there, like yeah. a blue belly. Um, my tortoise. He uh, Aaron has a tortoise. Yeah, he's got a squeal when he jumps on the back of an old girl, right? Yeah, he will. Uh, he, I haven't seen it. He's chased a couple of dogs down trying to, I think, trying to get his opportunity. But some of them turtle doodles, yeah. <laughs> but that's going to be a big deal one day. Yeah. Oh man, we need that. Yeah, he'd be a happy guy. And, the, the funny thing is, he doesn't make any. He, the only noise he makes is when he. He'll like shove his head in his shell back in when the he, shell yeah. when he gets scared and it, just air comes shooting out of his nose. But other than that, he's quiet. Yeah, you ever eat turtle, Rodney? Dude, I've ate so much turtle the shit house crawl off, bro. I'm telling you, I've <laughs> eaten some turtle. So, are you one of the guys that think that there's uh, five or seven different kinds of meat in a turtle? Like, Actually, you know, it, yes, I'm that guy. Okay. What all are you eating? You ever ate turtle? Oh, I've ate, yeah, I've ate turtle. Aaron just raises a single turtle, so it's a tortoise, okay? <laughs> so a tortoise, yeah, he'd be pissed if we heard. There's tor- turtle and tortoise. Yeah, so I've eaten tortoise. Uh, okay, gopher tortoise. Now they're that was years ago. They're they're long. You're not allowed to eat them anymore. 
uh, of eating soft shell and then the Florida, what we call the Florida cooter turtle. It's, it's striped, stricky head. It's, most people call it stricky head. It's a terrapin. Whoa. You know, <laughs> the old cooter. A red ear. <laughs> they call it the Florida cooter. It's funny as hell. And so, what are you eating inside of? I mean, because unless they're huge, I mean, what do you? No, turtle soup is like I've uh, heard of turtle. Yeah, but turtle in you know when I've had turtle, it's been snapping turtle, and uh, first of all, cleaning a turtle is could be a disaster. (laughs) Um, Yes, there's just everything's holding on that bikini it's wearing, you know, and so you got to get through all that, and then. Inside the turtle, and Rodney will correct me when I'm wrong, but, you know, there's part of the turtle will taste uh, beefy. Some of it will taste more porkish, and that some of it will taste like poultry. Mm-hmm. And then there's 100%. there's a fishy part of the turtle, and then there's a piece of the turtle that tastes like turtle, and you throw that shit in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So- Mama made me a, a an old fashioned out of proper twelve, right? There you go. She, she comes over, and sat down beside me. I gave her my other headphones. I said, "You just need to listen." And she is over here dying. So, <laughs> yeah, because we'll have some questions for her. The, but... the old Irish whiskey. <laughs> How do you like the proper yeah, twelve? So, and, and oh yeah, proper twelve, just absolutely amazing. What are we? Uh, I had. Oh, we lost Rodney. Barely. Barely. Whoa. Something happened. Rodney Rogers. What happened? Whoa. How about now? Oh, yeah, there we you hear are. you. Okay, I, I took it off of, uh, yeah. Well, there that's weird. We're drinking a Texas straight bourbon. Yeah. Firestone <laughs> and Robertson. <clears throat> A Texas good. bourbon? TX bourbon. It's got a Firestone. little piece. Every bottle's got a little piece of an ostrich cowboy boot up on the top of it. It's pretty <laughs> Are special. You That's dead serious. Yeah, it's great stuff. Awesome. But all right, so does does the 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 wife, the woman sitting next to you, does she partake in this in the turtle eating? No. No, she has not partaken in uh said turtle extravaganza. Um I I'm not sure she would she has partaken in the uh, nutrient extravaganza, yes, and and, and the alligator, and uh, there's a few things. There's a few things. So Rodney just got back from a big nutrient hunt down in Louisiana. And inform me and the listeners that don't know what that is. A nutrient would be a. Uh, it's kind of a cool story. So at one point, when trapping was a real big deal, mm-hmm. and a lot of livelihoods was made out of fur trade, right. Um, Louisiana had went through and and had killed most everything with fur on it already. So they went and got these nutria rat, which is a uh, what are they? What are they going? Eight to ten pounds, maybe a little bigger. Uh, Rats? Try like uh, twenty, like fifteen to thirty. All right, he's shooting the fat ones, the ones that fall off <laughs> oh, the roller dude. coasters. Yeah, the average <laughs> one I shot was twenty-two pounds. All right, so there's so they put these out. And they took over, and yeah. the Nutria Rat just started loving Louisiana. And, rat. and they started eating all of the grasses and in the grasslands, which protect Louisiana from the hurricanes. Mm-hmm. And they thought the alligators were going to eat them, and the alligators really didn't do a real good job of eating them. Um, 
Because at that time, there really wasn't a lot of alligators either. And and now, uh, I mean, there's just unbelievable alligator numbers mm-hmm. in Louisiana. And I believe in Florida, the numbers are real high too. But so the fur trade got abolished by the activists. Right. Who we love so much. And and uh, so now these things are down there and they started a bounty to where the Louisiana government will pay you, is it like $8, $3, something? What, what's the bounty? Yeah, seven bucks a tail. Seven dollars a tail. And all you have to turn in is the tail. <laughs> so, um, there, I mean, they're an amazing animal to eat. And I know mm-hmm. that lost half of our listeners, so we're down to three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a... Uh, they're an amazing animal to eat. They they've got uh, a, a good red meat on them. Really, um, they're Just not a, fishy or a giant rat. No, yeah, not, yeah. They're they're a rat by all means. They look like a beaver. Rodney's done a great job on some of the. He's he's looking up nutrients, but yeah, um, Rodney's done a great job of okay of getting their skulls. You see them big old orange teeth. Yeah, them big old yeah. orange teeth. It's like a beaver and a muskrat. Yeah, kind of. Right. Um, Those orange teeth, there is people making jewelry out of those teeth, getting like $100 a set. What kind of jewelry? Like earrings? Nutri earrings, yeah. Oh, yeah. iPhone or uh, iWatch band or something you can make out of that. (laughs) Good for that. (laughs) It it will literally, two of them will go around your wrist. And Damn. a quality fur. I mean, for for what they are, they have a quality fur on there. Um, there's just no place to sell them, so they're trying to make. Since these are a nuisance animal, they're they're not a native species. They're trying to, you know, tug at the heartstrings of the animal rights people and saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, we're saving other animals by killing these and cutting off their tail and getting seven bucks." And, yeah. And uh, ha- <laughs> have you cooked them, Rodney? We have. Uh, Lisa actually made uh, meatballs out of them. These Italian meatballs, and I'm gonna tell you what, and she will attest to it. They are some of the best meatballs we had ever had. Um, I ground it when I brought them home. I brought ten of them home. I I, I killed a hundred of them. Yeah, I brought ten home because that's all that would fit in my cooler was ten of them, and um, and then. You know, I, I skin them, I deboned them. It's like uh, I would equate it to a farm-raised rabbit. Huh. And when I say farm-raised rabbit, if you go to Louisiana, they serve a lot of rabbit. There's a high-end French restaurant downtown for you can get like a um, eggs Benedict over rabbit, and uh, and it's the, the it's just amazing. I can't even explain how good it is. Yeah. So I fed Aaron some rabbit here a while back, and it was a big old farm raised loins off of rabbits mm-hmm. you know there's big around as your thumb and uh wow it was good he didn't die oh, yeah. yeah he never dies from it they yeah, sound yeah, like yeah. these rats sound like the texas feral hogs they same I mean, same deal. A nuisance same deal right so i think the important part is just to realize how much destruction yeah these i mean they will literally wipe out the grass. Yeah. And so there's nothing to slow down the water. And, and, uh, and you know, what's crazy is, is there'll be coon asses listen to this deal and they'll tell you that nutrient is God awful. 
but the mm. shit that they eat. <laughs> oh. I, you know what I mean? Oh, no. yes. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is, Joe, is the first nutrient I killed, that Casey was like, look, what are you going to deal with that right now? I said, I, I said, we're, we're going to take it back to camp and eat it. He said, I don't know what you're thinking of, damn Florida boy, Hankton <laughs> City boy. We ain't eating no damn nutrient up in here. Yeah. And, and, I, and I said, trust me, man, when I cook this, and I cooked it for them, and they absolutely – Loved it. Oh, oh they'll it. stand in line to eat coop. Changed their life. You know, if they don't. If, <laughs> oh, 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 the, the pool dude. They call it. Yeah, poodoo. poodoo. Yeah, they'll stand in line for that poodoo. And if. <laughs> poodoo, yeah. And if there ain't yeah. no gizzard, poodoo gizzard and that gumbo, that shit ain't legit. It ain't oh, real. Man. And so, yeah, they'll throw. You know what a poodoo is, a coop? No. So if you were to drive by any sewer treatment plant in America, <laughs> there would be. <laughs> There would be a bunch of blackbirds with white bills, kind of a duck, but not really, because they got partially webbed. They got webbed wings, and yeah. and not webbed feet. They kind of when they take off, they look like Jesus in the Bible. <laughs> they just running across the top of the water, right, and it takes exactly. twenty yards of running on top of the water to get airborne. For poodoo, a poodoo. I was watching a battle between two poodoo at a sewer farm one day. <laughs> <laughs> these two, these two coots were fighting over a condom. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> and, and I asked my buddy, I said, "Who do you want to win?" <laughs> he chose the one on the left. <laughs> I chose the one on the right, and fortunate for me, I was the one holding the firearm, so I was a successful winner at this bet. You, you want a coot and a condom? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that ain't no kidding. And they'll eat that? They'll eat those oh, they'll, they'll throw rocks right at you up, if yeah. you don't. Oh, my. Yeah. That's insane. There's a, a, you know, in Cajun or Creole cooking, there's a... That's where spice comes in. And in all cooking, like so, like if you eat Indian food, which is super spicy, mm-hmm. that's because wow. a lot of those goats were, they're not young goats. They want maximum yield. Yeah. So they raise these, you know, like if we were going to eat a goat, we want a, a, a yearling goat. Yeah. Right. A, right. A little goat. That way it don't taste like goat. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. These people... I'm going to say in most countries other than ours, they're trying to get maximum yield for the least amount of effort. Yeah. So if it's a quality grain, they're not going to feed it to the damn animal. They're going to eat it themselves. Right. So these animals are eating just shit. Oh, man. And they may have been a five-year-old goat. So how do you solve this problem? Curry. 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 Yeah. Cover exactly. up everything. So you cover it up. And the and the and the Cajuns were the same way. Like if I just you've had crawfish I've cooked. If mm-hmm. I just boiled crawfish in water, mm-hmm. which I've never done before without <laughs> a lot of flavor. I have checked that list. And it's I mean it's it's gonna taste dirty because mm-hmm. that's where they're living. Right. And that's so exactly. we we club them in the head by throwing a whole bunch of heat and flavor in there, and mm-hmm. it's just a mask. I don't know what we do in America that's that same way besides ketchup and mustard on a real shitty hamburger from McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it's going to taste bad, <laughs> so we have to put condiments on there. Yeah. 
Hey, do you know I just got back from California yesterday? Yeah, I saw you were in California. And so in California, at a burger joint, there's a new law that passed uh, this month. So you got to you got to ask for a napkin. You got to ask for a straw. Ask for salt. Ask for pepper. You're not going to get any condiment or uh, fork or spoon or anything. Like if you pulled up and said, "I want a milkshake," you better be you smart enough for a straw, straw or a spoon <laughs> or some <laughs> lid, because then you'll be doing some MacGyver shit driving down the road trying to eat. eat. Squeeze a styrofoam cup of milk, and then by the time if you're eating inside and you have to shit because of the nasty oh food, no, you have to ask a manager to open the door at the restaurant inside. Because the doors are locked in the bathroom. And it's not a one-staller. This is a five-stall unit that you still have to ask. And the dude said he was busy. And I said, you're about to get busier <laughs> when I shit on this floor. <laughs> and uh, it stems from all of the, the damn homeless people. Uh, and, I, I, I'm, you know, we're blessed here locally to where – and there may be some homeless people or people living in real rough conditions, mm-hmm. but they're not just finding a, a Walmart to sleep behind or laying in the middle of the road or whatever. It was yeah. it was really eye-opening to see, and, and we've seen it in Alaska, mm-hmm. but to see the amount of people of all ages, all genders, races, whatever, mm-hmm. I don't think homelessness gives a shit. It doesn't. And, uh, you know, to hear the horror stories from the people I talked to about hand jobs in front of the gym by some yeah. people and, and shitting on walls and trying to doing, get a workout in somebody's. Yeah. yeah. And so, all I want is a leg day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're on the treadmill and someone's working on their shoulder muscles in front of you or whatever. Oh, man. Yeah, it's gruesome. So, what kind of questions do we got for Rodney on this list? Rodney, what do you keep in your pocket? So I, I am. So I, you're not gonna believe this. I'm I'm a napkin guy. I, I'm a I'm, I gotta have a napkin with me at all times. Not in California. <laughs> you, you gotta ask. ask. <laughs> I gotta ask for a napkin. Um, I've got my wallet. I have a front pocket wallet. I have a folded. You know, not the old school back pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like my dad's wallet. I carried that when I was a kid and I lost that when I was in my thirties. I'm like, Back's I've never, lo- I've got, I, I just pulled my 1985 Publix check cashing card out of my wallet about six months ago. Cause I'm like, I don't think I need that anymore. <laughs> was it next to your blockbuster card? It was right <laughs> next to the blockbuster card. <laughs> was it? You probably still have a late fee on Jaws 3 or something. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, so and um, and I have a clip, uh, you know, the pocket knife with the clip on it uh, that I keep, you know, uh, and I have an old sod buster I've, I've carried around for a hundred years. Um, I've actually I've got several sod busters. Those are full um, pockets, ain't they? I was gonna say how many pockets you got? Well, he's got that little one up there. What we don't know if what I'm goes in it. Uh, <laughs> shorts. I'm straight up cargo shorts. So you can bet I've got. Rubber worms in about three of those pockets. I've got a pack of hooks because you know you never know when I'm fishing, and uh, and just napkins galore. 
I mean, if I got an emergency and I got a crap out in the woods, there's I'm a hundred percent prepared. You're prepared. <laughs> Have you ever cut? So if you run out of napkin and you're in the woods, what's the first to go? Socks well, the first, or sleeves? If I, socks. So socks would be first if I'm wearing that. And if I'm not wearing socks, then suddenly I got jorts on. I'm wearing jeans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought, didn't you carry a coin with you a bunch? dad's coin as a necklace so my dad when i was born got a, a, a canadian silver dollar uh, as change back in ohio at some point and he kept it in his pocket all my life and when he passed away the only thing i got was that 1964 canadian silver dollar smooth on both sides yeah uh literally smooth and i carried it uh, in my pocket for years, and I said, "You know what? I don't want to lose it, so I put it on a necklace." I thought you and did lose it. I did. I've lost it several times. Wasn't there some magical story about finding it? Here's what happened. So the necklace that I had it on, I had worn this necklace for my gosh, 25 years, and it was uh, just a, just a just a gold necklace, and and I had this coin wrapped in gold, and it was around my neck. Well, that necklace disintegrated one day. It fell off. Now, when you wear something for, my gosh, 20 years, you don't feel it on your body anymore. So mm -hmm. you can't feel it when it's there, and you can't feel it when it's not there. That's like so, my wife. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, poor one dog. minute it's there, one minute it's gone. You don't know the difference. <laughs> I lost that coin for months. So, uh, I'm, I'm driving home one day, guys walking down the road, and he's got like a backpack on. It's 100 degrees. It's it just not good for anybody. So I pulled over and I said, hey, man, you know, I'd, I'd love, where are you headed? And he says, I, man, I'm, I'm, I'm headed to here, which was about six miles down the road. And I said, hop in, man. I'm going to give you a ride. So he starts telling me his story, and, you know, he's just traveling and he's homeless, but he's got, he said, I, I, I don't, this is what I choose. And he gives me this whole thing. And he says, look, do you have any extra change? He goes, I'm, I don't want any money. He said, I, I just want change. He goes, I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, he said, change works great for me because, you know, uh, it, it, he has a budget, right? So I'm digging through now I, this, this necklace is long gone. I've given up on this necklace. And I and I always said that my dad used to you lose that coin all the time, and he would always go, "Well, I'll find it." Well, I'm digging in all my little pockets around the truck, change for this guy, and I literally work him up, dang near five five dollars worth of change, and I'm digging in my door pocket of my pickup truck, and sure enough, all it's got like a little cubby all the way in the back, and I'm like digging this guy out pennies, and there's that damn coin. And it was on Father's Day. It was Father's oh, Day. Wow. And I'm like, I grab this coin, hand him the few pennies that I reached in, and I'm my eyes are tearing up. And he looks at me and he's like, he goes, he's like, man, it's not that big a deal. You know, if you're gonna cry about it, man, don't get a piece of <laughs> And I tell him that story. Yeah don't understand this you know and i give him that story and he's like shut up man just give me your money and let me go you know mm -hmm. but no he was legitimately a cool dude um uh 
and he moved out and i i grabbed that coin you know and now that, that i got that coin in a safe place uh where i don't keep it around my neck anymore and i don't keep it in my pocket anymore i pretty much uh got that in a, a place so i could pass it on to my granddaughter oh gotcha it's a good story yeah, yeah so, nice. so uh dad stories you you know we dressed up as did i tell you the bald eagle story rodney which one's that or? well so so you know on our recent trip to alaska we dressed up as bald eagles and, yeah, oh yes 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 and so that story is is uh you know my buddy doyle passed away and the night that he was his last night his son, Mike, who's a great friend of mine, was sitting there next to the bed. And I woke up about 10 o'clock at night. Doyle passed away at, at midnight. I woke up, and I had, we were going to dress up as dead presidents to go to Alaska. Do you know this? Mm-mm. So we were going to dress up as dead presidents, and I woke up just out of the blue, 10 o'clock. And I called Mike, and I says, we're dressing up as bald eagles. And he said, great idea. So I sent him a link of some bald eagle masks and he sends me back a receipt ordered and then about 45 minutes later doyle dies oh wow well doyle loved eagles uh and, and a lot of men have bald eagles you know is just because that's who the hell we are you know mm-hmm. and yeah. the next morning michael's aunt showed up with this wooden jewelry box that doyle had carved or a constructed and she said your dad would want you to have this and hands it to Doyle well there was six of us going to Alaska so we ordered six eagle masks and Michael opens up this box and it was six eagle heads that Doyle had carved some sometime wow. in the past whoa chills <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of those wow things. so you know you find in that Canadian coin which you said was a dollar so it's worth like 42 cents um <laughs> it's silver by the way it's solid silver <laughs> <laughs> um those those dad deals uh, and not just dad things i mean you know good friends yeah weird weird things happen in our life mm-hmm. for no reason whatsoever make no sense no sense why that thing was in your door yeah no sense why it kept coming back to and he dad. found it on father's day yeah right? exactly and so this, this thing with doing a good deed picking up a, giving a guy a ride i mean and for michael good. to get this box that we didn't even know existed and uh, to open it up and to have those six eagle heads in there Meant that we were going to catch some big ass fish. You caught some big ass, and fish. we caught some big ass Ooh. fish. Rodney does a lot of fishing in in Florida. Um, he's a pond jumper. He goes fish all those little reservoirs and ponds that's throughout Florida. Have you got into any of the snakeheads or peacock bass? Or oh any? yes, dude. Yes, we have gotten into all that. If it's in the state of Florida, I I have done everything I can to be a part of that. So, um, you know about the snakeheads, Aaron? I, I don't. Uh-uh. So, there's some sort of Asians. <laughs> Is this a fish? <laughs> <laughs> there's some sort of Asians who this snakehead is like a spiritual fish. And mm. It might deal with the passing of a loved one or something. But they'll go and they'll purchase these fish and then they release them. And even here in Bentonville, the little old Lake Bentonville, when they emptied out that 
it's a, they call it a lake. It's a pond. When they emptied it out, there was all of these little statues and snakeheads in there. Yeah, they're, Aaron's snake looking at fish. a picture of snakehead. It's kind of do yeah, they fight real good? There are two types. You have the northern snakehead, which is up in you know the whole uh, Michigan area, you know, and, and up in your area. And then we have the southern bullseye snakehead. Man, mm. bro, they fight like an alligator. That they, northern looks like an alligator. Uh, the one I'm looking it's at. It's actually a pretty fish. It looks in, looks camo. Exactly right. That's the northern version. So if you look up bullseye snakehead, mm-hmm. that's our version. It's uh, it's not as pretty uh, as the snakehead up in uh, you know uh, that northern area. Oh, no, that's, uh, a, dude, that, that's ugly as hell. Yeah, it is ugly. It, <laughs> it, 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 it is literally a a knockoff of the mudfish, which is a bowfin. Bow bow yeah, okay. exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, of which, and I'll tell you this, Joe, when you fillet a snakehead, it is the most whitest, most pristine meat in a fish I've ever seen of all the fish I've ever filleted. So is it is it <laughs> is it crystally, kind of like a garfish? You know, like a garfish to me, whenever, when you pull the meat off of a garfish, it's, it's almost like reptilian, you know? Yeah. Um, but opaque, is that where we can kind of see through it mm-hmm. a little bit? Mm-hmm. So, exactly. opaque. Yep. so garfish to me is kind of an opaque mm-hmm. flesh. It's clean meat. It has, I'm one of those guys who like to eat fish that don't taste like fish. I I like to right. eat fried cornmeal, <laughs> and if it tastes, if it tastes, you want a hush puppy with some fish in shit, it. Shit, <laughs> give me a Frito and some bean dip. You know what I mean? I, I think you know Fritos come from Texas, and I think the whole reason was is they didn't have no fish to catch that day, so they said screw it, we're just gonna make some old cornmeal batter patties, yeah, yeah, and some of this Texas caviar, some pinto beans, and shit, just go with it. But so make it into a scoop. So yeah, yeah. You got a little smarter hill. We can scoop out that bean dip. Um, did uh do do you make balls out of it? Fritters? What do you make out of the? No, actually, dip? it is a very flaky meat. Is so it super fatty? It's not fatty at all. So not if you get on my, if you get on Rodney Rogers Outdoors YouTube channel. There's a couple of things I've gotten. One is, you know, the nutria, the alligator uh, hunt. Uh, you know, there's and, and then the, the the pool dude, the king for a day. I do a key, I do a video called King for a Day, where we just go out, we shoot a couple pool dude, uh, coot, uh, and then you know we cook it and we do this thing, and one on there on snakehead. And I'll tell you, uh, and 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 Joe, I'll send you that link. It is the absolute. One of the best fish. So, hmm. uh, snakehead. It has no chance of release. It is absolutely amazing fish. How common are they now in Florida? In South Florida, they are every other fish you catch. Every um, other fish. Hmm. You're sorry. You're kind of cutting it in and out a little bit. Are you getting a that too? Bass on steroids. A bass on steroids. So a frog or spinnerbait. They'll spin a spinnerbait hook right off the wire. I'll be damned. Whoa. I'll be damned. So you're, they love spinnerbaits, but they're hard to keep on a spinnerbait because they'll break the spinnerbait right off. 
So Florida is kind of a harbor for evasive animals. I just seen, we watched uh, or seen a picture, 18 foot, 265 pound. Yes, python. Burmese python. python. Did you see the head of that thing, Joe? Oh, yeah. It was, it was a, uh, they said it had been feasting on deer. Deer, exactly. Deer. And so, what's the biggest one you've ever come across? one i've ever come across was about six feet um 215 pounds <clears throat> measuring 18 feet long that's a big ass 18 snake. feet Jeez. i would have loved to catch that what do you um, reckon a snake of that size is in years so they estimate those about years old how, how old sorry you cut out so can you hear me yeah there you go how, how old one more time so about twelve years old. Twelve years old eating deer. Now they can grow. I think they 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 grow as as long as twenty years. So Dang. so do they base the twelve twelve years off of hurricane? Because isn't that where they come uh, from? Well, yeah, they come from just being released from the last twenty five years uh, since Hurricane Andrew. Um, you know what, what's funny is every time we get an invasive species, they blame it on hurricane Andrew. Uh, but I think it's been long, long before that. I, I, I say that because hurricane Andrew was what? 95 sweetie, uh, ish or 90. Oh no, no, that was the eighties. Hmm. Yeah, that was in the eighties. So, uh, you know, from tearing out zoos and, but just no animal can be, if you let go two or three, not all these reptiles are asexual. You know, they're only a- amphibians. Uh, 92. Okay. So that was Andrew. Okay. 92. Um, that's right. Cause I, yeah. So, uh, um, they, they blame that on hurricane Andrew. Um, now there were some zoos that were just ripped apart and destroyed. And they're obviously that caused a huge, um, invasive species release, but I, it's long before that. So, I mean, you don't You've have got, penguins running around. I'm sure some damn no, penguins got penguins. out of it still. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gators got them. That fucking python got them. I mean, so we here locally, oh man, it's been 15 years ago. I was driving down the road and there was a cardboard sign on an old building. It said Ozark Reptile Museum. And, uh, <laughs> So, of course, I had to walk in, and I walk in, and uh, I'm really not a reptile guy. I just don't pay him no attention. And so I walk in, and the most hippie son of a bitch you've ever seen in your life. I mean, he's got the hippie dress-looking thing on, but over the top of it, he's wearing a um, crocodile hunter shirt, you know, <laughs> yeah. with the fag tags right. on the shoulder. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, he... He's uh he's wearing that and and he tells me that it's fifty cents to enter, so I put fifty cents in this pickle jar. <laughs> fifty cents. <laughs> and he's got aquariums all over the place, but then he's got like rubber made Christmas ornament boxes underneath all that stuff. And the lids are just plinking off of these boxes where these snakes want the hell out of there. 
Now, the dude had probably been smoking some of that Acapulco gold or something because he was high as a kite and these snakes were dancing around like Ray Charles and playing the piano inside of these these cages. And I tend to see the snakes that are just laying in the corner by that fake rock. These ones were getting after it. And so he asked me if I'd like to handle a blood python. I said, yeah. So he throws this damn... I, Rodney, I don't know if there's really an animal called a blood python, but that's what he told me that day. And he hands me this python, puts it around <laughs> my neck, and he asked me if I'd like to watch uh, watch a monitor lizard eat a rat. Hell yeah! I mean, all for <laughs> yeah, fifty well, cents. cents. Yeah, fifty cents. That's you get a bargain. <laughs> so he throws this rat inside with this lizard, and the lizard goes to eating the rat. And I'm thinking, where does it stop? This is just an amazing adventure. And then he walks me down to the beaded hippie doorway with all the beads, you know. Uh, uh. We get inside the beads, and there's a cattle trough in there, a water tank. And he says, would you like to see the caiman eat an African quail? Jeez Louise. And I said, fuck, I'd just like to see an African quail. <laughs> And but if you're gonna feed him to something, yeah. I'll give you another fifty cents. <laughs> so he throws the little African quail in the water, and it's splishing and it's splashing around there. And the 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 caiman, which he was calling a crocodile, was just eyeballing this quail because I wasn't the first one there today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, <laughs> and six. And so. This guy's already $9. I said, dude, can you handle that thing? He said, oh, they're peaceful animals. And he reaches down in the tank and he grabs out this this lizard. And it's probably uh, three and a half, four feet long, right? And he's holding it and, and he's got it up chest level. He's holding this deal and he's telling me how peaceful they are. And about that time, it starts cow pissing all down his hippie wardrobe. <laughs> and it's just shooting a heavy stream of piss all down him. And I said, Jesus, dude, it's pissing all over you. And he makes a quick movement to look at the piss, and this thing snaps at his jaw. Whoa. Wham! Snaps, and he throws it back in there in that water trough with the African quail. And he says, they're peaceful, but they'll bite your fucking face off. <laughs> I, I said... I got to go, man. And so I left and I went and picked up Dawn, grabbed a dollar and quarters, and we went right back. <laughs> and this dude, this dude become one of my, like on my, on the Joe Wilson tour of Northwest Arkansas, it was, I had to pull in. And every time I was a brand new guy to this guy, like he, I would talk to him for an hour. He wouldn't remember. And, and about two years into this story, he relocated to another building. There was like a black barber shop and a reptile museum, two <laughs> things that don't go together. And he had right. <laughs> and he had a water trough out front, and it was just loaded with snapping turtles, big old loggerheads. And uh, so we walk in, and there was a, a giant picture of Jesus inside there. He had had he had been reborn. Mm. And he was wearing, hey, check this shit out. He's wearing leather ammo belts like Pancho Villa, the ones that crisscross over the chest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. full of bullets. <laughs> he's and, got and missing a jaw. He's got no. It never got his jaw. It just come close. So he's got these leather ammo belts going across. He's got 
holsters on his side, pistol handles facing forward, so he can do you oh, know the cross yeah, the, action. Oh, oh yeah, real cool. And so I've I'm four fingers on both hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And so we look at some snakes, and he says, "You guys want to see something?" Hell yeah! So I'm thinking. You're 50 foot, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we're, we're, going, we're going in and going to see some more African quails. No, he's got a VHS tape. What he wants to show us, like a, a promo video for us to join the Michigan militia. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he, he, he's recruiting us to go be part of the bad guys from Oklahoma City and shit. And, uh, oh, my God. So... Here's what I know. I know that the Ozark Reptile Museum is no longer in existence. And I know one night I was watching 4029 News, and they had found like a black mamba and other venomous snakes along the side of the road in Madison County. Hmm. Wow. And I think that he was starting pretty much the Florida deal right here in the Ozarks. Right. He just threw his shit off the side of the road. Yeah bail to go that's what a lot of that that's what they say a lot of people do is they get too big and they just gotta have you ever seen the goldfish in the ponds in town i mean there's like six pound goldfish yeah yeah we got them here in our lake and yeah they're they're like like yeah six eight ten pound goldfish and we're like what the what yeah rodney let me ask you this well let me just tell you i've got goldfish in my front yard they're about four feet deep because <laughs> we don't drive them to town we just throw them in the shit and hit the button those things have been down there choking on okra seeds for years one day they're going to dig up my front yard there's going to be a 12 foot goldfish down there and just beat your ass before you <laughs> so with that 18 foot gear you said you'd love to cat caught him snake snake yeah what that's not a one-man job, is it? You know what? It can be. But, man, would it be a scary one-man job. Uh, I've been down there many times. So, it, it, many don't know this, but I was down there hunting one time. And we were going down to Python Hunt to film for my uh, podcast, uh, my show on YouTube. And uh, my buddy and I, who's definitely afraid of snakes, I get a call from a diver buddy of mine in the Keys. And he had just had Gordon Ramsay on his boat uh, spearing lionfish to cook for a Gordon Ramsay show, you know, where Gordon Ramsay travels the United States and uh, kills animals and, mm-hmm. and makes a gourmet dish out of them. And yeah. Gordon Ramsay wanted to do a python. And I'm like, man, you know, I wish it was that easy that I could just throw Gordon Ramsay in the back of the truck and we just go kill a python. But when you said hard. Gordon Ramsay wanted to do a python, I had a vision of those yeah. rabbits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I've always thought Gordon Ramsay was that type of guy. <laughs> He's a he's a he's a he's a mean machine. I do want to drag him out to kill an alligator, but uh, they did take him out. I couldn't find a python for them. They wanted to do like this whole thing where I caught the python and we kind of staged it up. So when Gordon Ramsay got there and I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm not your guy, man. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, good luck with that. Yeah. Damn. But yeah. It, and, and those snakes aren't, it, imagine walking out in Arkansas and just looking for a snake. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's, it's literally just like that. Um, uh, 
you know, timing, you know, you got an 18 foot snake, his lethargic ass is about to get in front of somebody that knows what it means. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's bound to get caught, but Dang. 18 foot, that's insane. So you said the biggest one you've ever grabbed a hold of was six feet. Yeah. Six foot. Uh, we found the, we found probably five of them that were over 10 feet that had just died from the cold weather. So the six footers there, I guess they're foraging on rabbits and muskrat or what are you, what do you think they're eating? So they're eating baby birds. Uh, you know, the turkey population has dwindled down in the Everglades. I haven't seen a rabbit in the Everglades in 15 years. Really? Uh, and, and used to, you could go down those hills, you know, the, the, the berms in the Everglades, and you could shoot rabbits all day long in the wildlife management area. I mean, you can kill hundreds of rabbits in a day. And uh, I haven't seen a rabbit in the Everglades in at least 15 years. Can I? All right, let me let me add, add to this. So, I've got buddies who just are avid hog hunters, and the reason why they say is because they completely tear up the landscape. Right. And uh, so they go out and blast hogs, as many as they can get. Mm-hmm. This is going – I'm tying this into Rodney killing hundreds of rabbits. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so as we're on this hog hunt, we're on a razor or a four, four-wheel drive truck, and we're just ripping the shit out of every piece of ground we're on, <laughs> chasing hogs, <laughs> spinning donuts, doing all this shit. It's Way muddy. more damage than the hog. And I said, so we're killing these so they don't fuck up the ground, right? <laughs> and then Rodney says that the pythons have done killed off all the rabbits where they used to go and kill a hundred of them. <laughs> <laughs> It makes per- it makes perfect sense. I, I'm it not, makes perfect sense. It's I'm not very smart. Together. I just play one on a podcast. If somebody's <laughs> gonna do it, it better be us. So, oh, that's, that's actually pretty funny. All right, what do we what do we got on the list there? We at the midway point because I hey Rodney's a hell of a guest and we might just yeah. break into two parts or something. Uh, yeah, I think for the benefit of the podcast, we're gonna we're gonna shut this down and do a part two with Rodney to. Uh, Honestly, we need more views, fans. Yeah, we need Rodney. Hey, so, Rodney's got a huge following. He's been peeling the skin off Triceratops at Universal <laughs> Studios. I mean, that you, dude. You show me another guy that's done that, and I'll, I'll, I'll concede. This dude can't go into an Arby's without somebody knowing him. So, yeah. all right. So, for, for the three listeners, we're going to once again tell you, hey, you know, Tell people about what you learned today. Rodney educated us on everything from snake fish to Canadian uh, jewelry, uh, killing hundreds of rabbits. What else did we learn? Oh, man. I tell you what we'll do. We'll we'll end this podcast by asking Rodney about his butthole, yeah. and then the next one we'll ask him about his feet. We'll see how So, Rodney, we've, we've kind of built a tradition, and our tradition is, is – Aaron has seen his own butthole, not just once, multiple times. Easy. It's, it was once, Rodney. <laughs> and, and I've never seen mine. I've got this vision of what it would look like. It's ugly. It looks like Willie Nelson. It, and, and, and I've told people I've never even seen my own back. I don't even know what it looks like. Because I really I don't care. He's full of shit. I've never seen, it, dude. I know what it. Lo- I've seen backs before, and mine yeah. mine's going to be similar. 
look, I've seen your beard. If you look at Fair. the back yeah. of a grizzly, you've probably seen Joe Wilson. <laughs> so. I mean, just to end this and, and step away from part one of the the Rodney Rogers interview, have you ever seen your own butthole? Not seen the outside, uh, the exterior, the landscape. I have seen only that's the butt, I'm that's the butthole labia. <laughs> yeah, I, I have seen the inner workings, but never the outer workings of uh, said uh, anus. Boy, that's confusing. Eh? <laughs> Understood. You do understand that? Good for you. Was it all so right? Basically, um, you know, snakes? at fifty-three years old, sooner or later, you got to get the uh, the checkout of the yeah. colonoscopy. So was it so cell I, phone mirror? How are you viewing this? I'll tell you what. No, it was uh, it was a Doctors. picture of the what, the doctor the took doctor a Polaroid of your asshole. <laughs> oh, oh, they do. They got they got Holy a video cow. of the whole trip. Video of it's your a, asshole, bro. It was a vacation. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay, Joe needs to see a doctor. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Shit. I, and, and you know what? I don't have part. a password to be able to see that. <laughs> it, hey, they've taken a picture of my brownies I posted on Facebook and put that eye with the line through it to where you can't see my damn brownie. Much less, I don't want to see a video of my own butthole. It just well, I saw the video. You know what? Oh, I wish they no. would have... Did the whole bus train where they went like they're outside, they see all the doctors and nurses, and then they, you know, do the entry. Oh, I'm envisioning like a drone deal flying over all of Orlando, (laughs) storming through the doors of the doctor's office. You're laying on that thin sheet of paper on top of the deal with your legs in stirrups. (laughs) <laughs> and a fucking drone flies up your butthole. <laughs> and then the doctor says, I'm Bob. What are going Bob. In? Oh, no. The best part is I, I had to get like, I had to get a tube run down my throat to check out my esophagus. And, you know, and then my colonoscopy was all in the same day. So I look at the doctor Whoa. and I said, look, do I get the, pick of which one we look at first <laughs> or does my insurance pick <laughs> that's a reverse king tut is i don't know what that, i don't know what that is but the dark web is another place i've never seen we'll, we'll introduce it all right folks so that's gonna that's gonna break us out of this part one of the rodney part rogers one. florida man cheers catch you soon cheers <laughs>